This episode of the podcast, I'm here with two of my really close friends, and I will reveal it after this intro, but we're going to be talking about fellowship and how that kind of gets in the way of the enemy's tactics. So stay tuned. Boom! We're here. We are two, here. two of my best friends in front of my face right now. The first three-person podcast. It's a pleasure. On Creative Curious. Honor. It is an honor. In this setup. Yeah, dude. The Thank you guys nice, for coming dude. on. Dude, thanks for having us. So, um, if you guys have never tuned in before on this show, the goal is to cultivate an environment to where the Holy Spirit can speak to the listener and to us personally through conversations, stories, and ideas. And so that's what we came here to do today. We're going to talk about fellowship. But first, I want to introduce you to, you guys are fantastic men of God, Bruce uh, Parkman, Aiden Hunter. You guys have been so awesome in my life, like just the last few months. And it's been such a pleasure and uh, just a blessing to get to know you guys. Dude, we've been blessed to <laughs> to get to meet you for you to just kind of you be around like the border of our lives because i can remember being introduced to you like just in a moment going to like fuego mm. by cole mayer and to have you just be up there on the fringes and then come into fellowship with us has been a real blessing mm. bro so let me let me talk about you a little bit so you have you're really you so you're in both of you guys are in company with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we we're are. discipled by Josh Nicholas. Yep. Man, man of God. God. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, Aiden, you personally have, like, just encouraged me to all get out. And you, you just, like, and that's part of the fellowship, right, is correcting people's views of reality, right? So, like, I would come and I'm like, I'm feeling this way. And you're like, bro, <laughs> stop. You're like, this is how it is, and this is what's a lie, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be straight up with you. I mean, it's true. I'm sure. I mean, if, that, if, that's, if that's how it comes <laughs> off, dude, praise God. I mean, like, that's, that's a really big thing or a really big part of fellowship is to have that common understanding mm. and to, to just be honest, completely honest with your brother and – to help him keep his eyes on the Lord, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's my pleasure to help you out, dude. And then Bruce over Oh, here. before you go to me. <laughs> Aiden, yeah. you're like the best. Like I've been, I've been roommates you. with this guy for like two years and like been through a lot with this dude. And he has like a heart of gold, like loves the Lord. You too. The soul winner. You too. And... He's good looking. He's you good too. Looking dude. Bro, you're a grown man. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You are graduated from college. I am. Graduated in December. That's wild, dude. So, uh, Bruce, you were the one of the first people that I met in Chi Alpha. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, at a game night. <laughs> and I read your mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you knew, like, dude, it was the weirdest thing. Like, this guy who doesn't know anybody in the room. What, what was the game called? things or something it's like game of things and basically like you write everybody writes down like a certain response and you have to guess who wrote the response so you kind of have to know who the person is and you knew like everybody's you're just like you said this you said that i'm like (laughs) 
who is this guy? I was like, are you like a genius or something? <laughs> it, it's just a, it's just like a spiritual gift. Plus like when I was, uh, I couldn't read till I was 10. And so, uh, because of dyslexia. And mm-hmm. so when I was going through elementary school, I was like, I don't want to be embarrassed and not be able to like for the kids to know that I could read. So couldn't read. And so I learned how to read people's body languages very well. And in a subconscious way it's not even like i'm like okay your your eyes twitching this way or you know whatnot but i could actually figure out what people what the instructions were before the people reading it because their subconscious body language would respond before they consciously like oh that's what i'm supposed to do Hmm. and that is a gift i'm like that's a discernment yeah in a spiritual sense yeah dude boy so where do y'all want to begin I don't know. <laughs> you're you're in charge here, dude. You're the captain. You're the dude, We're following you this so, time. So so, um, Bruce, you mentioned um, spiritual warfare and how that's been on your heart. It uh, is. That plays into fellowship big time. It really does. Like okay, so like I lead a small group with Kai Alpha, and last night, dude, it was like it was pretty rowdy. <laughs> like I don't want to like single anybody out. But, like, there was, like, a guy that was just, like, dude, I needed to hear that. And I was just, mm. like, thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to this guy. But, yeah, like, we're we're in a war. And the Bible says it's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. And then we're not in a war against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And mm. we kind of have, like, a saying that's, like, we're in a war with attitudes and ideas. Mm. And, like, it's, it's real. Yeah, because it seems like it's not really you know you mentioned we're like this war that's going on so there's like the troops which are are us in fellowship mm-hmm. with jesus as our leader and then there are the people that we want to bring the gospel to the good news to free them from this life of hopelessness mm-hmm. that they're living in and it seems like our role to them and our role to each other are a bit different so what would you guys say like the differences are in between those two things? Like how we love people we don't know and how we cultivate fellowship. Yeah, that's really big. Cause I feel like with fellowship, you shouldn't be like super open to everybody. You don't need to tell everybody like your deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to like, <laughs> everybody knows your mail and it's like, Oh, right. that guy is like a serial killer or crazy. I don't want to be around him. <laughs> but there's like a, you want to tell the story that, uh, you know, the story? No, you can tell the story. You, yeah, you got it. Like the, I don't know what story you're talking about. Okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> so we have this friend that uh, disciples us, and he told he would tell us these stories um, to really try to give us lessons and all that kind of stuff. But he had this friend who, went, who started going to a different small group and invited him over one time. And mm. well, at this small group, um, they would pray. And then, like, whenever the leader would say your name, you had to, like, spill your guts, like, to the whole group, you know, mm. like, tell you, like, 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 everything that's going on in your, in your life. Don't ask me why. This is coming from him. But, like, um, so our discipler, his, uh, his friend got, like, got prayed for in this meeting. And, like, he just started spilling everything, every, like, dark, little, dirty secret that, like, he'd held on to all his life to everybody people that he just met that mm. didn't know him that didn't have an investment in him or his life that probably didn't love him like our like our our friend did 
Well, after it, he was like, dude, that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Don't you ever, ever reveal that stuff to anybody that you don't know ever again because mm. they don't love you. Mm. They're not invested in you. They're not, they don't know what's going on in your life, where you're at with the Lord, or how to direct you right now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because it, it seems like the, the verse that we kind of go by is this idea of confessing mm-hmm. our sin before men, you know, in, in mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. But but I guess what you guys are saying is like not everybody qualifies for <laughs> that, you know, because not everybody is a brother. So at what point, like this is something we've actually talked about a lot. At what point yeah. do you become a brother to someone? It kind of just happens, you know. Yeah. It's like you look back and you're like, man, how did me and this, like I think about me and Aiden. I'm like. How did me and Aiden become, and you two be like, we're all, we're all good friends, but like, I know this guy. <laughs> well, y'all are roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're roommates. And yeah. I'm like, how did we become like so close? And I remember like the first time I met Aiden, Aiden did just give, tell his testimony and you kind of did spill your guts a little I did, bit. Absolutely. Like, thank thank but, you, Jesus, that I was in the company of really good men. <laughs> but like, no one was like, I'm going to judge you so hard because like yeah. you did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But we were like loving and we're like, hey. Like, please be like, we want you to be a part of us. Like, mm. we have an yeah. amazing group. But, yeah, I'm like, you, there's like a develop of trust that happens. Absolutely. Like, you kind of like open up. And I think that's that's a part of discernment. Like, you just kind of like, the Lord helps you along the way. And it served me really well. Like, mm-hmm. I have like some of the best friends. Like, I could I could count on them through, through anything. Do you feel like there's like a, a capacity to the amount of like deep genuine friendships that you can have i don't i don't think so i mean like we're always trying to get more friends and bring more people into fellowship introduce more people to jesus and so i I don't think there's a capacity it's i mean it's all up to you like how many friends do you want to have how many people do you want to draw near to jesus you know but a bit of discernment has to come in at some point and like to know when they're in your fellowship, in your friendship. And Bruce can remember, like we went over some criteria, like before we came over that goes over in that we use in Chi Alpha to like figure out who's in fellowship and who's not. And mm. Bruce, do you, do you remember? I do. So <laughs> if y'all don't have this book, it's called, I'm going to plug. Is that a, like, is that okay? No, no, it is. It is okay. You just like, like blur it out or something. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's called These Things. It's by, he's a reverend now, Kyle Volkmer. He, he's not an old dead guy. He's not an he's old not, dead guy. He's, he's still, an old guy? He's an old, he is older. <laughs> he's like in his 50s, but um, he's not dead. He's still <laughs> living and well in San Antonio. But he he does a lot with like UTSA's Chi Alpha. And that's how like my small group leader literally used this book to like teach out of. Like he would just open it up and read. Mm. And one of it's on like there's some on fellowship there's some on sin like basically like if you're like okay i have like 10 dudes come over to my house which that's never like i have like five guys coming to my bible study thank you jesus yeah and it's like dude thank you jesus but and i don't know what to talk about you grab this book and you're like ooh, what's i got the, something what's the subtitle on that it says a reference manual for discipleship mm. ooh, so not- what what is something you've learned from it dude i learned a lot about sin it's probably about <laughs> like a big chunk of this book. So let's go into that then, because oh, part okay. of fellowship is a part is is we're gonna sin against one one another eventually yeah. in some way, either in thought or in action. And 
I guess we have to learn how to like reckon, be reconciled to one another. Yes. And to like love each other, even though things might come up. Yeah. And that's kind of, so are you familiar with like the four C's of fellowship? There's like six or seven now. I want to hear them. But there's four main ones. But there's four main ones that this guy sticks by. Let's let's hear it. And it's common understanding, Mm. common unselfishness, constant forgiveness, and then commitment. Mm. So I think like all of those kind of tie in to what you're saying. Um, I would, but we could start at the beginning. I don't know. Do you just want to talk about fellowship? Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Say common understanding. You kind of like, if you want fellowship, like if you're, if you're trying to see like where people are at, you gotta, you kind of have to talk to them. You gotta ask (laughs) them questions. And it's like, are we, are we on the same understanding about who Jesus is, what the Bible says? And I think a big part of ours is like the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and like, that Jesus is still working and, and moving and and today and the promises that the Bible has for us. And it's kind of like everybody has to have that understanding. If you really want to be open and you like want to be like, this guy is like in, in some European sense, like your mate, <laughs> right? Your friend, <laughs> your friend. Yeah. We should start saying that. It's like, my Hey mate, mate. My how's mate. It going? Hey mate. <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to start calling you. I have no idea. Oh, bro, I forgot. You remember? Oh, t- what, what is it? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repeat it. You remember it? Yeah, I remember. What was I'm it? Not right, come on. Ah, oh, please tell us. Just tell us. Oh, it was on Urban Dictionary. Oh, I forget. It was. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. But I'm not gonna remind you. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you were on this common understanding. Common understanding. Let's let's stop there for a second, because yep, um, that's a big one. Yeah, I feel big. like. We could talk like, about that the whole time. Right. Honestly, yeah. like these are all four such important, amazing things that, I mean, there's a reason why they are our criteria for fellowship mm. and, um, and friendship, you know, cause they're also big and we could spend like, honestly, each one of each one of these little categories could get their own, own podcast, like a whole hour or whatnot. But like, I mean, we can break them up and talk about them a little bit individually, but also like, it's not like we meet a person. We're like, okay, do you have common understanding? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you I have mean, obviously they're all built. We don't just like go down the line, and it's not like super legalistic <laughs> like that. No, because that's just um, retarded. That is true. Yeah, and and you can almost like kind of tell when someone's like, I'm gonna, you know, you, you don't know for sure. Like the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit can do anything. Oh yeah. But like when someone's kind of like not there yet. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and that. That's probably kind of somewhat of a healthy thing. Yeah, it's true to have. So, Aiden, what what is a common understanding to you? Like, what Uh, what does that look like? Well, so I've been reading Francis Schaeffer um, here recently because I wanted to copy all the interns in our leadership because it sounded amazing. Um, But anyways, uh, one of the biggest things Francis Schaeffer says that I think is the biggest part of our common understanding is to be Bible-believing Christians. Um, and I feel like that's the perfect base for a common understanding is that we all believe that the Bible is the complete, true word of God um, spoken through people that love him, men that love mm. him. And like, I mean, that's where I would begin my base for a common understanding. And that's a that's the big one, because it, it seems like we're kind of losing the reverence for the scriptures these days in the in the in the Western church, at least mm-hmm. or 
or people are just confused about it because like we have we have to have that right mm-hmm. we have to be based off of everything this book is the basis of our entire worldview yeah and if if there's something in this book that isn't true then then all of it might as well mm-hmm. not be true you know yeah. yeah and to to pick and choose what is true and what is not true is just a a slippery slope that takes you somewhere that ultimately has no base no mm-hmm. firm foundation yeah i mean like the what you just said like it seems like we're losing that i mean it, it you could say that we've been losing it since um since like the early like 1900s early 20th right. century like yeah. schaefer would talk about like how like critical thinking and um nah, not so much critical thinking but there's this it's a German concept, higher German higher thinking, something like that. That um, to be very, very critical about the Bible and be very like very divisive, have a, have a critical spirit. It's like, mm. okay, this is not this is not equal our scientific basis, so this cannot be in uh, like completely inherently true. And so, like since that time, like people in like liberal theology have been breaking down the Bible slowly and like, okay, well. If like uh, it can't, it's not true. If it's not completely true scientifically, well, then what is then? Then they can't. Like right. it has to be able to change culturally over time. So like, and Francis Schaeffer would say that um, uh, if there are no absolutes to judge society, then society itself becomes absolute. Mm, and that's big. it's very huge. And so like this breakdown that you're talking about of this common understanding of the Bible. I mean, you could say that it started a long time ago. Right. We were actually talking about that the other day. That that the results of the or yeah the results of these ideas kind of coming into the church which you know like what what does Schaefer say it starts with it, it eventually gets to theology yeah like, yeah it's it like the bottom to, of the stair step it's i'm trying to remember it too i almost I brought that book too it's uh the god who is there mm-hmm. kind of Schaefer, i think it's like the first chapter so it like starts with philosophers goes to like culture music culture and but then, yeah at the very very bottom of the stair step is theology theology of the christian church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he uh he had a thing that that very top line he called it the line of despair mm. and he he almost had a little flip-flop diagram and it showed europe and it showed america after a certain time point and i can't remember off the top of my head but if you like look in history i remember like I should know as I kind of looked into it a little bit, but like after those time points, like that's when it got very crazy. It mm. got very dark and it's when people stopped like putting God in their lives. And it's even like today, like China is trying to rewrite the Bible. Is it okay if we talk about this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Like China, like literally, <laughs> dude, they're going to shut us down. <laughs> oh they gosh. might. I actually. it <laughs> off yet? No, uh, not yet. Hey, we're still alive. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, they started to rewrite the Bible, and then, like before the COVID, like before COVID started, everything got shut down. Like they had to put it all on pause, and it's like I think it's kind of like the Lord's judgment. It's just like, like this is not happening. Yeah, but they're still trying, and it's like it's totally far yeah. off. So Winky was talking about that idea because I mean he's obviously familiar with. Um, Schaefer's works. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. But the, the so to describe the line of despair and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like this point and where society is no longer progressing but actually degressing. Yeah. To eventually 
the logical conclusion, which is, I guess, self-destruction. Because that's what, that's where this humanistic idea takes yeah. us, or this the humanism, yeah, absolutely. nihilism, mm-hmm. like that man is the end all be all of of reality. Like, like it starts and ends with us and our experience. Mm. When when you have that thought, then you lose all value in in a human. Like we're no better than anything else on this planet. Mm. So how how did we get to this point? We were talking about uh, wait hold on it was me yeah it was totally me. Anyways what what do you mean how did we get to this point this point in like time well, or this, this point, point in, in conversation, the conversation? Oh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it started with common uh, common, understanding common understanding about yeah. biblical having a biblical basis and then straying away from the Bible yeah and like yeah, where and that's gotten to it's it's despair like you're you're digressing as a society when everybody around you just begins to get God out of their lives like. And you could see it in friend groups, like even in, even in college, you could see like, okay, those people are living for themselves. And then you just kind of, they almost like look like, like worse. Mm. They walk around campus. Like zombies. And, yeah. They're, they're like, maybe they're hung over. Maybe they're just like super down about something because they just don't have like the joy of the Lord. They don't have peace in their life. Mm. And it's because they're trying to fulfill everything in front of them. Absolutely. That's a good point. Cause it's like, when you don't have the love for the Lord, it's like, it's impossible mm-hmm. with uh, in our worldview, at least impossible to actually love someone else. And our, mm-hmm. you know, our worldview is reality itself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, the Bible is the description of how we should view life and reality mm-hmm. and ideas and thinking and, and how we make decisions, everything can be found within the this book which is a quite incredible like i was thinking about this concept like we have a book from god (laughs) (laughs) it's a book (laughs) he put it in the simplest terms we could understand yeah in the simplest way and most of it is not beyond the common man yeah it's from understanding it's a a simple gospel there's a couple songs about that (laughs) yeah but also yeah and i think that's like you think of billy graham Billy Graham was like a farmer's boy. Like he, mm. he grew up on a farm and he's like one of the most well-known preachers. Like he, I, I believe like he probably like preached in front of the, the most people like ever, like they had like a million or maybe even multiple millions. I, I need to look it up, but like they were big, they were big, but he, he had a very straightforward, like this is the gospel. This is it. And then it's like, everybody could understand. And that, that is like, that's the Bible. Sure. There may be like some words where you're like, okay, what is like in enmity you mean? Like I need mm-hmm. to look that up. That's like King James. So, so this common understanding kind of brings us to the ability to actually kind of interface with one another, like mm-hmm. to use computer terms, I guess. <laughs> sure. So what is the next one on the list? And, and then cause common, they all kind of relate to each other. Yeah. Like you have to like, I think you kind of have to have all of them to not, not kind of, you have to have all of them. If you, if you want to have like real fellowship, if you really mm-hmm. want to like, okay, I could, I could trust Jesus in this guy. Cause I could see like these four things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is that common understanding that like God is supreme over our life? Like, is that the, is that the thing that we need to have where it's like God's happiness is beyond our happiness, which makes other people's happiness beyond our happiness absolutely who's the most important person right whose happiness is most important you guys said you wanted to bring it up we can talk about it talk about what uh 
<laughs> I think Please. Bruce said he wanted to bring it up, which what? was the uh, why is it so hard for us to talk about this subject? What is it? Abortion. Oh, I think that was Aiden. Was it? Uh, but I'll be willing to talk about it. I mean, yeah, we can, but if you want to get away from the four C's right now. Well, well, we, we, have we'll, a lot of time. we could take a little like. Yeah, we'll take now. a little detour and jump back on. So why did this just pop into your mind? Well, this is why, because without this worldview, we are inherently selfish. And so without w- the worldview of the Bible, without the worldview of the Bible, we are inherently selfish, which takes us to a place of humanism to where humans our own happiness is of chief priority mm-hmm. yes which yep. makes it to where it's okay to like kill your baby mm-hmm. it's crazy like you you literally just said that it is okay to kill your baby because because your happiness, your happiness is more important absolutely than a life but if god's happiness is more important than your own happiness mm-hmm. then the logical conclusion is to not kill your baby it's to mm-hmm. preserve life yeah yeah i, I don't know where you want to go with this weekend i mean i can, I can start yeah. with some like some testimony if you want i mean not like yeah. me personally but like yeah go for it and i know okay. this this is an intense thing and it's it really but is. I, I think we need to probably you know not always talk about this subject but but get more comfortable with expressing our worldview as a christian because honestly we're, we're in a time period where like christianity is being attacked Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's the ideas are getting censored and I'm honestly not afraid of getting censored. Sweet. I, I want to talk about things that matter Yeah. and, and this matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, okay. I got permission from, uh, from my sister to talk about this. Um, uh, so I'm going to be an uncle, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. This baby is going to be an absolute blessing. Um, I am... At first, okay, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, I didn't know how to react. I was, we were at a wedding and, um, and like, we were just, we were, we were heading to our seats and my sister, she like looked up at me. She was like, Hey, Aiden, uh, I I need to talk to you later about something. I was like, are you pregnant? She was like, I was going to tell you later. (laughs) But you knew like right off the bat. Oh, absolutely. I discernment, call it what you want. But I was like, she's pregnant. So, but anyways, it, she's she's not married, right? And hold on, before I say this, I like I probably already said it, but I'm gonna say it again. Like I'm I'm an, I'm the proudest little brother in the world because of her. <clears throat> so she told me that, and I didn't know how to react. And then um, I go uh, I go and serve some some of the Chi Alpha staff people uh, in Children's Church with Bailey. He was there, and so I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I start asking my leadership about, you know, like what, like just off the bat, like I tell them, hey, I'm gonna be an uncle, and they're like, oh, hallelujah, this baby's gonna be a blessing. Mm. And then like, I like that that off the bat, I was like, okay. And then I and then I explained like what was going on. You know, she's not married, and um, I, I don't know how to feel about this. And they're like, dude, um, this baby is going to be a blessing without a doubt. This is a gift from God. This child. And I can't, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of that this child, that like having a baby has brought somebody closer to God Mm. because they've like, they've seen another aspect of God or like his relationship with us as a parent and child or like, um, his love for us as his creation, that kind of thing. 
And so I was like, okay, okay. And like, I, I got into a different mindset. I was like, okay, you know, um, you know, she's not married, but that, that doesn't matter. We can get our minds off of that because this, this baby's going to be a blessing. So I've just been praying over that the whole time. And the reason, like, that's not why I'm the proudest little brother on the face of the planet. I'm the proudest little brother is because in the face of the world giving giving women every excuse mm. to get rid of their child, it, you know, it's going to change your life. Um, you're, like, um, your plans are off the table. Um, you're stuck now. Um, your, your life is ruined. And, and from that and, like... Um, normalizing abortion um in the face of all that granted we do come from a uh, a christian household but that doesn't matter because she still she still has her own choice she is a person she has free will in the face of all of that she has decided to keep the baby and i talked to her yesterday and i'm just going to read the text mm. because uh she's she's just kind of she's realized it actually she's right there um, let me see here. Uh, she said, so she thinks it's going to be a girl. I don't know. They all think it's going to be a girl. Still low-key hoping for a boy. I, but, I feel like know. girls always just want girls. Most of the time. Probably. <laughs> but, That's uh, racist, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, how? I'm just being irrational <laughs> like the world. <laughs> anyway, she said, um, so I told her how proud I was. Um, and she says, thank you so much. She is already so loved. And I can see that through everyone who knows who's been so nice about the baby. And yeah, I mean, I believe that this child can bring my sister, uh, my, my parents, um, her friends bring me closer to God because the and Lord, even the guy, even the guy, um, and say a prayer for the guy. Um, <laughs> that this baby can, is an absolute blessing and yeah. can bring people closer to the Lord. And I've been praying over her this whole, this whole time. If it's a girl <laughs> praying <laughs> for this baby, but I'm excited to meet my niece, nephew, the new family member, you know, dude, yeah. thanks for sharing that, man. It, thank you, Bailey, for letting me share, dude. Uh, bro, I, I want sister Bailey, you know, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Two God, that's yeah. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> B, I love you. Thank you, B. Bailey. <laughs> B A is it is it it's spelled different, right? Absolutely. B B A I L E I G H. Oh man. Well Anyways. Well that's I mean that's brave, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Uh it takes courage and bravery. And like honestly too, like we need to pray and thank for the people who like encouraged her and like rallied around her. Because we don't know how much that like affects people, and you know, not everybody gets to like have yeah. that kind of treatment where it's like, like, hey, we're here mm -hmm. with you through this, you know. Yeah, and another thing about that is um, Bailey is Bailey's so sweet. My my older sister Bailey, she she doesn't she hates she absolutely hates disappointing people, mm. and it's so sweet. She had a. I, I don't know if she ever like actually like formally told my dad that she was pregnant, but um, because she didn't want to disappoint him, and um, but you know obviously he knows now and they're going well. But like that that was a that's a huge thing is like not wanting to disappoint somebody because of that because of the mistake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably like a big 
reason why like people do like they're like okay whether it be like a parent or just someone that they love that it's just like they kind of like have that sense of just like looking down upon it's like you you messed up mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of what drives them to do something that is like a horrible thing but yeah. it's just because of like what people say and like the way that they react and yeah so but, your sister's awesome go yeah. bailey go be <laughs> she is awesome um but yeah like abortion is never okay it's you know it's murder it is children um francis schaefer in the book that i'm reading he talked about in uh in 1982 there was an article in some magazine that uh, was talking about it and they said okay they were all in agreement that this is life like mm-hmm. this this child is life from from conception like there's no doubt that it's life scientifically yeah scientifically it's alive but the, the so they had to move on to a different argument is but is it a person mm. is it a human being and so they went around trying like the world's going around trying to attack the value of like when it becomes a person mm. and like oh. that kind of stuff and so it's just, it's just gnarly to talk about what they eventually landed on it's similar to what i just said but what do you mean the uh, what they landed on like the the value of the the happiness of the individual didn't it wasn't that in there yeah it's like just because like it's an like okay if you if we can come to the if we can come to terms with that this this baby is not a person then uh, then it doesn't matter it has less value and uh and if you have a human uh, if you have a humanistic and you believe in humanism then that you're your happiness is the, uh, is of utmost importance. Mm. Then you have, uh, then it's your body, and you have every right to get rid of this thing that's not a that's not a person inside of you. Mm-hmm. It, and it's such an intense conversation, you know, because this is like, this is real. This is happening. Right. Yeah, and um, and it's tough. And and a lot of people think it's okay. And and I think with like a biblical lens, like it. Like, if you, like, if you love the Lord and you read your Bible, you're just, like, you're, like, in awe. Like, you're not Mm -hmm. in awe. Like, you're just, like, how? Like, how is this actually happening? This is, like, acceptable. Okay, but you said something about science, and actually, I don't know who discovered this, and I've actually just heard it in a sermon, but this guy basically said, okay, everybody knows how babies are made. (laughs) (laughs) And the egg and the sperm, they meet. <laughs> there's actually like a, a light, like light actually happens. Hmm. And it's like, basically, like they they say it's like almost like the sun, like the brightness of that, like somehow, is the same brightness that the sun gives off. And I'm like, Whoa. that's just like crazy. I don't know the science behind that. Somebody could fact check me, leave it in the comments and be like, you're, <laughs> you're, you're wrong. <laughs> and then I'll be like, you're, you're definitely right. If you looked it up, cause I just heard it in a sermon. Hey, you can, you, I don't know if we can listen to Google these days mm-hmm. with everything. <laughs> that's true. It's like, I, I trust this guy. Yeah. Well, would you guys say it's like, it's, uh, you know, kind of just moving past this topic a little bit, but mm-hmm. kind of going to the principles behind it of this idea of like, you know, we always get the the extremes kind of get brought up, and like even oh, yeah. in the like Christian church and and all of these things. Would would you guys say that it kind of goes against basic biblical doctrine or ideas or 
God's nature anyway of like one wrong justifying another wrong. I would even say morals. Mm. Like it goes against morals of killing an innocent life. Um, if you, if you, if we want to take it as far as like even child sacrifice, like in sure. like Indian tribes and stuff like that, that's the Bible says that all creation cries out to the glory of God so that nobody will be blamed. Like nobody is, is guiltless. Mm. Like, the Lord will still like count them, count them as being yeah. like they have some form of understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's like they know that killing, killing a kid or killing and sacrificing it to to whoever is still it still hurts. It's still like a bad thing yeah. morally, just in general across all cultures, like whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. like it doesn't like we could we could talk about today but it's also like even far back like or right. even right mm-hmm. now like there's there's indian tribes that nobody's ever like talked to mm-hmm. and they could be doing that same thing well that kind of relates it back to spiritual warfare yep. yeah because it's like this we we're not fighting against people here like we're not we don't need to get mad at people we don't need to get mad at pastors preaching one thing or another no. what what we need to do is unveil the the hidden forces behind these things. Yeah. And you, I'm glad you brought this up because you mentioned sacrifice. And the reason these native tribes would do that was for prosperity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old Testament stuff. Like there were entire like people's tribes that got like wiped out in Old Testament and specifically for child sacrifice, that like, kind of a thing. The, the Lord hates it. The oh, Lord yeah. does not like this. No. It is. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's death. I mean, like, Lord despises killing. Cain and Abel, right then and there, he said, like, the earth the, the earth cries out because mm-hmm. of his blood. Or, no, he said his blood cries out to me, something like that. But anyways, like, any loss of life, God despises. Like, murder is not okay, ever. Yeah. Sixth commandment. That's <laughs> not murder. <laughs> So Caleb, did, did you have like a question there? Um, well, I don't want to like for us to have to stay on this conversation too long. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I uh, have personal experience in terms of this whole topic of mm. um, abortion. I want to preface this by honoring um, my parents yeah. because they are amazing. Um, they are very strong and incredible, um, but... I was uh, born in 1999, and my parents were married in 2000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was they had every opportunity to choose to get an abortion, and um, in fact, they were pressured in a lot of ways to do so. But um, did they consider it? Yes, but they chose not to because. Um, my mom came to the conclusion that this is not just something. This mm-hmm. is someone. Yeah. And it's her. She made the dis- mistake. They made the mistake. But making more mistakes isn't going to save it. Yeah. Oh, Instead, yeah. they need to move forward and say, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, and... I won't go into too much detail, but like my mom was actually sitting in the abortion clinic. Mm. Oh, wow. And um, my dad, who was 
not very uh, close to God at the time, um, uh, was with her and was not necessarily encouraging the abortion, but more uh, willing to have it. Mm. Um, And so it was the two of them and uh, my dad, and they were in their waiting room, and my dad just fell asleep. Like, he doesn't remember this. He wasn't tired. He just, like, was asleep. And that's God right there. Um, And my mom, who's very much a people pleaser, was like, okay, the only, like, I want to make him happy. I want to do the right thing, but I don't know what to do. And I'm sitting here about to do this, and uh, he's passed out asleep. So I'm going to make the decision. And they called her name, and she left. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. She didn't even like wait for him to wake wow. up. She just left. Caleb, you're a blessing, dude. <laughs> you're freaking awesome. Lord. You're a miracle. Caleb, and you're fantastic, dude. I am very grateful that Absolutely. she left. Um, and that's why it's so sad that there's so many people that are like, oh, I chose to have an abortion and so that I could do all of this and this and this. Mm. Like, I actually heard, um, well, I, I didn't listen to it, but. I heard about a uh, like a ceremony award speech given by some actress who actually thanked her um, the children that she aborted for her success mm-hmm. in the speech, wow. yeah. and that must have been so heartbreaking to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And just as someone who could have been aborted. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very grateful for my parents' decision. I am very grateful. <laughs> yeah, me right? too. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I just want to highlight that this is more than just a decision. Absolutely. It's a life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But anyways, to bring this back around full circle, back to fellowship, like... Caleb, you're awesome. Wait, yeah, <laughs> just, I want to just preface that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For Caleb. Absolutely. Ward. Praise the Lord. A lot of this, uh, this, Dude, we're this so would not, we're not so, be happening without him. You I know, know what I'm right? We're so glad you're here. And, and Caleb, just so you guys know, uh, we, we have the last two episodes with Max. Caleb is the backbone of this whole podcast and operation, and we would not be where we're at right now without him. Absolutely. And so praise Jesus. That's yeah. all I have to say. Caleb, you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. The and I would like to say real quick that my parents are amazing, and I love them so much, and they never made me feel like a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to be thankful and honoring yeah, to make absolutely. sure that I'm not yeah. just your parents spewing are awesome. out all their things. Yeah. yeah, your parents are amazing. <laughs> Dude, for how awesome you are, we know your parents are yeah, awesome. Yeah, your parents <laughs> had to be awesome. But anyways, full circle, back to common understanding, if you want to. If it wasn't for the... Um, if it wasn't for common understanding, if it wasn't for fellowship, who knows what who like who knows what would happen in the world with abortion? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like if we if, if fellowship wasn't around, people if we didn't have good influences in our life, if we didn't have friends helping us out, people that love the Lord, you know this this place would be a lot darker. Definitely. This world would be a lot worse. <laughs> There'd be less people. Absolutely. Mm. Anyways, Not wrong. You want to go to the next? See yes. fellowship. That was a heavy topic, and I, I can feel Anything the Lord else, being like, it's just like anyway. Yeah, I can, I can feel the Lord saying that okay. conversation is, is it's done. done. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so the next one is common unselfishness. Mm. So, dude, it's so children's church at Mountain Valley is the best because we talked about this. Mm. It's like the Lord just like had a way of like inter interweaving everything. Mm-hmm. But there's like 
unself oh that Sorry. was loud nice <laughs> <laughs> unselfishness and then man i can't even remember i was probably so tired i take it back children's church is the best because i know we <laughs> talked about this cole's probably watching if he watches this he's just like bruce you messed up <laughs> <laughs> but like bitterness comes involved like if you're if you're not like unselfish like you're selfish mm. and and through that like you you begin to be very victim mentality like you're just like you get hurt by like whatever like you walk around you're like that guy looked at me sideways like does he have <laughs> does he have something against me like right. do i need to beat him up and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go show this guy. I'm going to go make a million dollars. And then I'm going to prove to this guy because he looked at me bad. And then like, it'll just be, but that's like a really like, I mean, dumb example, but you get my drift. Like that's like, there's people that get like that. It's not that dumb. Where, where, like, where does that lead people? Like, it seems like a lot of people think that's a good idea. Like prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but that's just like inherently just leads you somewhere other than the will of god mm-hmm. oh yeah because god doesn't god's not trying to like prove anybody wrong he will like a lot of people will be left oh man i messed up you know on the day of the lord yep. but but like that's not in the 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 nature of god yeah we're, we're supposed to be servants that's how that's like the most used word for christians in the bible is is like a bond servant like and that being that if you look in like the old testament it's it's somebody that basically sold themselves to somebody like they're like their servant for life like Mm. like they they always serve that one person they basically see them higher as themselves and that's how the bible refers to christians hold on Yes, I, for, oh, <laughs> I forgot to say something about the last topic. And I think, oh, we're I going think, back. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's really important. I think it needs to be a cherry on top and a reminder yes. that um, if you ever have had an abortion or or like like pushed somebody to do that or encouraged it or something like that, and like I mean, you're you're full of this guilt and and um, sadness and and darkness, and you're like, and you know, you could be thinking of a bunch of different thoughts, but like like. The, you know that there's something wrong with what just happened. You can find forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Yes. There's, huh? I was just saying, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that 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 needs to needs to be said. Like you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus is forgi- is Jesus forgave. You know, he took he bore all of our sins on the cross. And I think that that needs to be needs to be reiterated time and time again because G- Jesus loves you. Jesus absolutely loves you. He adores you, and he wants to forgive you. Mm. sorry dude that's good i'm glad you said that yeah i just i knew i forgot something some people could be like man this sin was so big i don't know yeah. if i could actually really be a christian like mm-hmm. can god really forgive me yeah. like i i actually did this yeah. like no matter what it may be so dude good point even yeah sorry i just no back to uh forgive uh so unselfishness unselfishness common common that's that's what ties who, fellowship who wants to be a friend with a selfish person who, Nobody. Who Absolutely wants to be around nobody. somebody that's always talking about themselves? You know, me, 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 me. Right. <laughs> Dude, I just did this awesome thing. Dude, uh, I saw this amazing thing the other day. Um, dude, I'm like awesome. How do I look right now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you look good. But, thanks, Bruce. But like, that just gets annoying. Oh, yeah. Who wants it's, to be friends with a selfish person? It's kind of like back to like last podcast where like 
You tell a lot about someone by their like social media. How many selfies does this person have? <laughs> Dude, I gave Andrew such a hard time. <laughs> really? I was like, how many selfies do you have of yourself? And he's like, oh, I have a couple. I'm like, you have selfies of yourself? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever really taken a picture of myself. And it's like a, dude, I'm sorry, Andrew. I hey, know, we love you, Andrew. I know I love you, too. Andrew's our OG. <laughs> and Matt James is back. Matt, Matt James, James is back. We you love you, Matt James. have a podcast with Matt James. I, uh, I want to. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But... Um, are we done with are we done with un, a common unselfishness? Dude, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Pretty but, much. Like, but why don't people do it? Like, why are people why are people selfish? Why do people are like they have a dude? Even kids I keep talking about kids. Yeah, kids are but awesome. Kids are kids awesome. Are awesome. Yeah. But kids, it's like they. I feel like it's just on my mind because a children's church. But like they they see something and they're like, this is now mine, and mm. nobody else can have this. And if they have this and they try to take it away, like it is the end of the world. I will and push I, them down. I'm going to throw the it. biggest tantrum I can. Like this happened during church, mm. but nobody knows the kid. <laughs> hey, love covers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The worst the worst thing is when a kid brings their own toy. Ooh. And then all the other kids want to play yeah. with it, but because but it is their toy, mm-hmm. so technically yeah. it's theirs. <laughs> but then like, and then like they'll like misplace it, and another kid will grab it, and they just like see it from across the room, and they just like run over there, ballistic, and they're like, "This is mine!" And then it's like you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like, dude, it's like in kids, it's that's kind of interesting, and I mean, there's this whole debate like. Of like, do we have a fallen nature, oh, or do we not? That. You know, but that's kind of like what we're talking about. Are we inherently selfish, or are we good? And like, like you said, you see it in kids. They don't. We don't teach them. Yeah. You don't have to teach a kid how to yeah. like. But I don't think they have. They're not at like an age of accountability, right? And that's a whole another topic. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> okay, do we want to talk about? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll take one at one at a time. Yeah. We're, we're talking about fellowship. We're talking so we, about we fellowship. Already, <laughs> we introduced him. We got to cover this that. This is fellowship. This is what we're doing right now. The, the Bible does yeah. say that um, your mind is at, in, I said the word earlier, but in, enmity, like in opposition, like the enemy against God. Mm. But that's it's talking about a carnal mind. It's talking about if you have a mind that is so, it's just based on the physical. It's just based on what is in front of you. And I think the way that God did make us is is with a, a spiritual mind with a godly mind that's that's how he made adam and eve in the garden and that's what the bible the whole message is to to restore that and it's like fulfilled in revelation yeah but i think when it comes to carnalness when it comes to earthly then that's when it's like you see kids doing that and who knows if it was like dude that'd be pretty amazing like whenever like if a kid were to be born and then it's just like that's probably how, that's how Jesus probably was. He was just like, oh, sure. You see some kid handing a toy. It's like, <laughs> who are you? Providing. <laughs> All of his siblings around but, him are like taking his toys and he's just like, okay. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the, that's kind of like the, the enemy. That's, that's the devil kind of even just attacking kids. And it's like, if that's not fixed, if there's not discipline, like I'm not a father. I'm like just talking so much about it. But like you're in childcare, and you're I'm, I'm in childcare, yeah. and and you're a grown man. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that was happening. Like I knew that phrase would get thrown around. Grown man. Anyways, I lost my train of thought. But Sorry. yeah, like I, I totally lost it. Aiden, Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you talking about? Like the way that the Lord 
wanting kids like yeah. the way kids well, would we're actually talking be about like fallen nature fallen versus nature. i don't know what do you think i'm like this would get kind of kind of this is something that like for one i don't, I don't know where like our church stands on it mm-hmm. for I two i don't kinda. really know where i stand on it because i've heard both sides like this was an argument discussion happening at a <laughs> catalyst this retreat that we had yeah between two of our fellow uh, brethren and uh and i saw like i could see it on both sides and and there's it seems like there's biblical backing to both i think what we have to like be careful with though is like or or really think about it is like okay so what like we're in the same situation we're in the situation we're in regardless mm-hmm. yeah we're in so, a fallen world, right? Like there's there is sin everywhere, and it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Right. Are you gonna live in sin? Or are you gonna live in victory over sin? Mm. Uh, Leonard Ravenel is like such an awesome quote, where he's like, "There's only two people in this world: people that are are dead in sin, or that they're dead to sin." And I feel like that's what it means to be a Christian. Mm. You you're like you're dead to sin. Like you see sin as death. You see sin as like a way of like this is not leading me it, eternally. It's not gonna lead me in. in an eternal mindset of the the best thing being being heaven being with god but instead it's leaving me leading me to hell and it's leading me in a eternal separation from god mm. and that's because you love your sin so much more than you love god mm-hmm. and it would be hell for you to be in heaven because you love it so much mm. yeah that's and, just sin. and it's, it's <laughs> sad and it's sad and it's hard to like recognize mm-hmm. it's like until you hear the gospel and that's why lately i've been so adamant about how the heck have we gotten to a place in the church where we feel like we don't have to tell people the gospel? I don't know. Because you think they heard it before. <laughs> I, I think that's literally it. You're just like, Does okay. that lead into another C? Um, common understanding. Constant, is it like a mission? For, constant forgiveness and then commitment. That's the last two. Was it, is that a common commitment or a constant commitment? Or like, what is that? It's common and then constant. Constant. It's just commitment to the fellowship. Okay, no, and no, it's constant forgiveness. So is that is that common goal? That's, a, that that's an added scene. commitment to the fellowship or commitment to the mission of the gospel. I think that's commitment to the relationship because there's like another added C on there that's like a com- that's common goal. So you're committed to like work through whatever it is yeah, until. Sorry. So so we we can finish off this this little series <laughs> of C's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I want to hear about how you guys have been affected by this way of living within yes. the community that we exist in. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you want to talk about the next one? Sure, we can. Okay. Or we can just skip oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay, let's just skip it. <laughs> you just want to skip it? Okay, so... Constant forgiveness and the commitment. That's yeah, we, we Look know, it up we if you want to hear about it. It's in this simple book. Simple definitions. <laughs> it's also... Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's forgiveness. <laughs> that's obvious. Like, be constantly forgiving. And I have a test. I have a story about that one here in a second because it's, like, from me and Bruce. Yes. Um, and then, obviously, like, the other C's. I mean, it's all pretty self-explanatory. You solve all, everything through your fists, right? No. <laughs> That's uh, exactly <laughs> the opposite. The Bible says turn the other cheek. <laughs> Incorrect. Okay, so it's testimony like, let them about, beat you up. That's why, about I told you guys, that's why I told you guys earlier, Chi Alpha Fight Club is a bad idea. Absolutely <laughs> true. It would literally just be like, you hit me first. No, you hit me first. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to hit you. Here's dude. my coat. <laughs> oh my like, I'll open the door for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
But yeah, so you wanted to hear, yeah, let's hear it. Let's like hear being it. being in this community, being in fellowship, how it changed. So like it's kind of it's kind of hard because I I started going to college at UTSA, and like dude, I had I had the best childhood. My mom's watching right now. Hopefully, still. <laughs> and so, I think so is my sister, my niece, and thank you, mom. Like you're the best mom, and like we were we always went to church. And I never really went to youth until my sister literally was like, she kind of, I think it was kind of my mom too. Somehow I just kind of ended up at like a youth that my, my sister sang in probably cause she sang. It was like, just to kind of like hear her and like, she was, she's a really good singer and she would go to like open mics like all the time. Like she's really good. Nice. But all that to say with like, with Christ is like, I, I had like a very good understanding of who God was because of like going to church and going to like that youth group. But then like all through high school, like basically all through high school, I was just living for myself. Like God was like, I'd even still go to church and be like, okay, Sunday morning. Okay. I'll, I'll go to church and I'll kind of think about God for a little bit. And then I would like leave him in the box that I already had him in. And it wasn't until I got to college and I got involved in Chi Alpha where I was like, okay, I've been, I've been living my life all wrong. There's, there's something that I've been doing wrong in my own personal life. And I know it just by the way that I saw people like, so I like, I go there, like UTSA's Chi Alpha is giant. I go there. I don't know. I know one guy cause he invited me in class and he like, I've called him like three times and texted him and he did not answer. <laughs> it's like, I'm actually in. I was like, at the time I was like, I need to dart. I need to get out of here. Like this guy's not answering. There's so many people like at the time I kind of had like social anxiety, social anxiety a little bit. And I was like in the middle of it too. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? And, <laughs> it, the exit? and it was like the Lord opened the doors behind me to, for Kyle for to start. And people were like, like screaming and yelling, like, let's go to Kyle Alpha, welcome. Like, and people are giving high fives and I'm just like, like oh trying to go gosh. the other way through the sea of people, like bumping shoulders. And then like, like I eventually was like, okay, I can't fight this. I just need to go in. <laughs> and as I was walking in, uh, the guy who became my small group leader at UTSA, his name's Craig Ritchie, and he's pioneering a Chi Alpha team at in New York in Queens College, and he's killing it. He's doing awesome. And I literally I saw Jesus in Craig, and I was like, there. This like he was also like. I was like raised in the country. I wear boots and jeans. Like Yo. I'm wearing boots and jeans right now. Yeah, he is. And this guy was like almost in full tie dye and shorts that were like super short. He had like, he has like a giant beard and like kind of like raggy hair. And I'm just like, okay, this is the only guy I'm talking to. I guess I got to be friends with him. Like don't really know him too well. I guess I'll try to just start a conversation and then I'll dip after this. And the Lord had other plans. There was like a man named John Cochelle that was speaking and he convicted the pants off me. <laughs> like he was just like, if you're a Christian and you haven't picked a revival today, like, what are you doing? And he's like, it, like God's not boring. You are like, Amen. and that was literally, I was like, okay, I'm, I am boring. I'm literally here because I'm not in, I don't know anybody else. Like I, I have no other friends. And, but yeah, the, the main thing was just like conviction gripped me that night. And then I saw something in Craig and I was like, I want that. Like he has peace. Like he, he knows what he's doing. So Craig kind of became my best friend and I lived an hour away. I lived in Bernie, Texas. If anybody knows where that is, it's like North of San Antonio. So I would drive like, and I would work, I was working 40 hours at HGB at the same time. 
and I would commute an hour to school and I would commute an hour to small group and a commute an hour to Chi Alpha. Bruce so, is a grown man. I was literally He's like been a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like it's the Lord and the way I was raised. But like <laughs> I I basically was like, I'm gonna fill as much time with this group as I can because I know there's something in here. And it was I remember it was one Chi Alpha or no, sorry, it was one small group and I was just praying. I was like, Lord Jesus, I wanna actually know you. I'm done talking about you. Mm. I know like you're here. I know like you've changed people's lives. Like I, I want to, I want this. And the Lord like met me there. I was like bawling on Craig's living, like his carpet in his living room. Everyone's looking at me like, what is happening? <laughs> but also like this guy is getting right with God. Getting wrecked. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I ended up in A&M. Sorry, I'm like talking a lot. I'm no, almost done. no, almost you're done. on a podcast. Yeah, keep going. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're talking. And it was honestly like the Lord was working on my heart still. And I was kind of just like, I was working for HEB and I was like, okay, I could see myself here and I could, I can make money if I move up HEB and I could support missionaries. Like I could, I could give money away. And I was like, I'm going to go to AM because that is the best place to be if you want to move up in HEB. So like, how do you know that? I, I talked to some like higher up, some people that worked for like HEB corporate and they all went to A&M. Like there was not one, I think there was one guy that actually went to UT hmm. and nobody talked to him. Hashtag gig him. <laughs> so I was like, I need to go there. And also there was a, there was another guy that I worked with named Julian and he also was like transferring to A&M and he's, he actually just graduated. He graduated when I graduated and is working for HEB like in the, I think he's working to be in the corporate level and he's a man of God too. Like he's, he's an Aggie men's club, which we kind of talked about a lot. We kind of mixed feelings about it, but I know like just from knowing this guy, like he is a man of God and he's, he's wanting to know Jesus and, but like, okay, long story short, it's not really short, but I, I ended up at A&M, like, thank you, Jesus, that I, I got in, and it was rough. Like, I barely got in, like, mm. by, like, the skin of my teeth, and I almost got kicked out, like, the next semester because I didn't have the right GPA, so I was, like, st- a little stressed, and my parents were stressed. They're like, you're about to, like, you just got there. You're about to already get kicked out. And like my mom is so happy I graduated. Like she's like, <laughs> she's like, thank you, Jesus. Like and, you're and, done. And you paid your way all the way through college. Yeah. Like I was actually talking like to you my worked mom. The, you worked full time, right? I, when I moved here, I took out a little bit of loans, uh, cause I wanted to actually like be in community here. I was like, okay, I don't live an hour away. Um, like I want to actually get to know people better and that like, I can't just be working the whole time. So I still worked like like 32 hours or like, like 24, like 24 to 32 hours. Like it just kind of depended on the week and, and what I felt like I can handle. And Bruce is a grown man. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But yeah, I got here and I think it was just being like, you're like, you're in community when you don't have to drive an hour back and forth. Like UTSA, the Lord totally convicted me, but I was still kind of like not really totally in it. But when I got here, I was like, I am, I am in this. Mm. And like the first year I was here, I lived with my cousins and two roommates and they were all in a frat and it was wild. I was like, okay, this is what it means when you don't walk with God. Mm. 
like they had events. Like I woke up like at four in the morning to go to work and I would wake up at three in the morning cause they would be having like events and stuff and people come home screaming and yelling every now and then. And I'm just like, Oh Jesus help them. <laughs> no, I really wish I would have said that. I was just like, those people like they need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was totally, yeah, it was bad. But the Lord brought me out of that. And that's how me and Aiden became roommates. And Thank I started, you. I started living with godly people and Mm -hmm. that also like living with like other dudes, like dudes that are like walking through, like kind of like the same stuff you are. And you're just like, your, your house is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like your house is like, it shows like Jesus is there. Like we, you go to our house, like we have books everywhere that all have stuff about to do with Jesus. We try to keep it nice, but there's like, now there's seven of us and thank you jesus in one house and that's like the lord that we could all just get along and plus nobody me that just shows up and yeah comes dude over. like we have a couple you're, people you're like one, dude, dude. josh brown like i'll, I'll name call <laughs> but yeah please like please come i over. took a fat nap on their couch yeah today. you did <laughs> i was happy i was like that's the other thing it's yeah. a peaceful house yeah. it's peaceful because because the lord's there amen but that was like my whole story basically but i went off on a tangent so what has fellowship like what what has christian fellowship meant for you yeah it was like it basically i think it taught you always say like your own man and all that it's like it taught me how to be a man like a man of god like i'm not sure like you could be a grown man and you could you could be living in sin and everyone's Mm -hmm. like okay this guy has his life together but like you're you're hiding stuff like you're actually like super sad or like something something's going on yeah you're like an absolute jerk because you're just bitter from working so much (laughs) And it's whenever like the Lord gets a hold of your life and you're like, okay, I could actually like live in, live in community. And then I could bring that community to other places. Like I could, I could go out and I could go to work and I could go to work for the Lord. Like I, I, when I go to work, I have a mentality of, I am here to minister. Like sure. I'm here to make money because I need to make money to be able to survive but I'm here to minister to those around me and everybody at work. Like if they watch this, I think one guy said he's going to watch it. So we'll see if he actually does. Nice. <laughs> he's like everybody at work. Like I've, I've made it a point to talk to them about God, like in some shape or form or try to like hear where they're coming from. And then just try to try to say something or try to like, try to encourage them, try to just throw truth their way. And like, there's, there's some people there that, that need the Lord. And there's, there's a couple of people there around like they're walking with God, like they're, they're good men. And yeah. like two and two in particular, I was like, they're, they're solid. So you mentioned you were kind of raised this way, just a really hard worker. Do you, uh, but man, do you feel like the Lord has sustained your energy throughout this yes. time? Yes. <laughs> like Because it, you're the hardest worker I've ever met. Bruce is a grown man. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been up since four, but that's again. Like I say, it's the Lord and it's coffee. <laughs> Amen. Like, and that's from the Lord too. That is from the Lord. I've actually only had two cups of coffee, which is like super low for me. <laughs> it's usually like, oh, my mom's told us this. She's like, the church but, loves coffee. <laughs> our church does really love coffee. We have our own coffee. Shout <laughs> out <laughs> Mountain Valley Brew, right? It's like boom it's roasted. Boom <laughs> roasted. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's, I think it's a upbringing. Like my dad and my mom are both very hard workers. Like my yeah. mom, she didn't have a job whenever we were younger, but now she works like full time at like a thrift. Um, it's like a kind of like a 
a mall. I don't, I don't know how you describe it. It's just yeah. like a little like shop on Main Street in Bernie. And they have like clothing and stuff. But she works like a ton. Like, and my dad has always worked like to just provide for our family. And I, I saw that and I was like, I want that for my life. And the Lord is just like blessed it with just like fruitfulness, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how does this kind of lead into you meeting Aiden and I really want to say, the... I want to say the Lord that we actually, cause like, I don't know, like we, we have been described as like, I'm kind of like peaceful. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like another person said this, like soothing balm, a shield. Like I wanted to say this for myself, but like, yeah. and then Aiden's like a sword. Like Aiden will just like jab you in the heart and like That's twist key, it. it. I'll keep it in my back pocket. And it's kind of like, we just, it's like fire and lightning. I've, I've said this to Aiden so many times. I'm like, bro, you're like the, you're like, he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm practical. I'm like, dude, how do you become like that? Like that is not, that is not in my, uh, man, this thing is messing up. Is it, is it you too? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Anyways. Um, it's good now? Yeah. yeah cool, good. cool. Um, but yeah, so Aiden, you're going to mention, sorry, this is kind of blah, but uh, you're going to mention something that you uh, went through with Bruce mm-hmm. that kind of... I know that I have a lot to handle Bruce. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Bruce being a godly man and us having Christian fellowship... Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that Bruce and I would. How can I say this? We'd be we'd be at it a lot. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd be at odds. Like yeah, we don't constantly. Yeah. Um, so like one thing that happened this last semester. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and I both know what <laughs> I'm going to talk about, yeah. and like it's the Lord, Bruce. You're you're awesome. Thank you for forgiving me ahead of time. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Bruce was having small group. And uh, I was just sitting in. I don't know if I was reading, if I was doing work with them, or like I don't know. But it was towards the end. And we were all just hanging out, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I was tired, if I was having a long day, or something like that. But um, Bruce was doing something that I thought was annoying. I can't even remember what it was now. That's how I, I think I asked a was. question. I think Probably. I, and it was like it was it's dumb question. It was kind of a dumb question, dumb but question. like I was just trying to like figure out what this guy was saying yeah so i asked a dumb question back <laughs> did you ask a dumb question to me i, I don't know anyways I, I got perturbed by whatever it was and uh i popped off i, I raised my voice at him and then bruce just kind of paused for a second and he's like okay and then just kept going along but i could i could like look at him and just be like oh i just messed up oh lord i just heard him anyways um and so I was in, uh, afterwards, everybody had left. And I, I had, I did this like in front of two of his guys or was it, or was it just John? Was I think, John? I think it was just John. Okay. I think it was hanging out. I think it was. Shout out to John Nolan. Yeah. John, you're the best. Um, anyway, so I was just back in my room and I, like, it, it just kept hitting me. It was like wave after wave. It was the Holy Spirit. He was like, you just messed up. You just hurt his feelings. And I was or like, you just, yeah, that was not right of you. And I was like, crap. All right. So like, I like. A dog between his tail, with his tail between his legs. I like kind of walk in with like my head down and uh, that's what I was was, like head down and I just kind of come up behind him and like just give him a hug and I'm like I'm sorry (laughs) and then Bruce was like yeah that that was not okay of you I was like but okay yeah I wasn't like I was basically like the only reason I was upset was that it was in front of 
John. Like it was just like us two. I'd be like, dude, let's let's duke it out a little bit. But but the thing was is that you were upset, and I knew you were upset, and I didn't want you to be upset because yeah. you're my friend. And if it wasn't for constant, and if it wasn't for constant forgiveness, I like. I mean, I have no doubt that me popping off like that in any other relationship, in a non-Christian relationship, would have led to uh, a loud yelling argument or maybe even like a throwdown. Like right there in the living room, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if it wasn't for Bruce being a man of God, and if it wasn't for me um, loving the Lord, uh, we that I mean that probably that could still be an argument today. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how important constant forgiveness and Christian fellowship is. Is like if you're not if you're not willing to like forgive somebody, you, like the, the relationship's not going to last. The friendship's not going to last. It's going to be gone pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, and that commitment piece too. Like Absolutely, just being committed to just loving the person. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't know? get me wrong. Like, if somebody were to ever hurt <laughs> Bruce's feelings, like, I, I, okay, there was one guy that Bruce was trying to minister to, and oh my oh, gosh, <laughs> I'll name drop him. You'll name drop him? Yeah. Okay, he needs to hear this if he if he does. Oh like, my gosh. I can't tell you how many times Bruce came came home. This was like was this last year? Yeah, this was last, this was last year. year. Bruce would come home just like upset. This guy would like was like putting him through the ringer. And Bruce, yeah. you want to explain like why? So like this guy was from Iran. Mm. He was raised Muslim, and he was then an atheist because he's like he was done with just religion in general. Like he was he was basically like anti religion. And I'm like trying to start a small group and I just like see him sitting by himself. I'm like, Hey dude, uh, like I'm part of a Christian organization. You want to try to like get involved. I, I'm a, like, I lead a Bible study and he's like, I'm actually an atheist, but, uh, I'd be down to talk about it. I'd be like, okay, cool. Uh, what about tomorrow? And then like he comes tomorrow and it's like, he like not figuratively, like he didn't actually open a book of just like a ton of things, but just like he's memorized like arguments and counter arguments. Mm. And just, it was like, I was not ready for this. <laughs> like at the time I was like, what's like apologetics? Like I knew mm-hmm. a little bit, but right. not like I was not able to actually hold like a conversation without him just totally just dogging on God and like how it's the dumbest thing ever. And I was just like comparing God to fairies and unicorns. Yeah. So he, he was, he was wanting a argument. Absolutely. Like when oh, yeah. he said, I'll come to talk about it. He mm-hmm. meant I'll like, come to, to ruin your, your day like basically <laughs> I, I think his goal was to like get me to not believe in god that's how much mm-hmm. he was like against god like we talk about fellowship this guy was like anti-fellowship he's like i only want myself like he is he he was out there but mm-hmm. i and, met with him a lot like yeah. it was it was a lot it, was, it, uh, it spiritual authority had to be brought in like i had my small group my small group leader who like discipled me talk to him mm-hmm. and then like Jonathan, who was on here, talked to him. Like other people in Kyle all talked to this guy. And then everyone's just like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> like this guy is just out here. Mm-hmm. So Bruce would come home irritated and be like, what, what's up? And he's like, it was a ref. And I was like, bring him here. Bring him over. Let me lay into him real quick. Cause like nobody, nobody's gonna hurt Bruce. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna like. This why he Nobody's going to get like make Bruce have a bad day. And, like he'll come home from work and talk about struggles and I'm just like, who is it? Who, who's who's messing with my buddy? Who's messing with my brother, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm committed to my friendship with Bruce. Bruce is probably the closest friend. Probably honestly, like if I'm being absolutely honest, I've had I've had great friends in the past, but Bruce is probably the best friend because he's 
constantly pushing me to the Lord, constantly like correcting my mm. my heading back to Jesus, and like I'm like if some like I'm committed to Bruce yeah. and our brotherhood and our friendship, and so like if anybody's coming at Bruce sideways, they're gonna catch me coming at them sideways too. Or that one too. <laughs> Dude, you're like talking about me so much. I'm like, Aiden is like the best. <laughs> but Bruce like, is the best. It's like an honor war. Because I'm like, I'm like, it's like I have this game. Uh, it's called Drop the Mic. <laughs> and it's a freestyle rap game. And there's a part in it that says, diss track. Diss track? And, yeah. And, and you have to like rap battle someone. And I, I did it once. And immediately got convicted afterwards. Had to cross on all of the cards. Crossed out this track and put encourage track on there Mm, there because i was just like man this is not okay you know i've had i've had things people get actually sad for things doing on like rap battle and it's it's still you're still saying the words even though it's in song form Mm -hmm. and um but we didn't quite like so so you told your kind of testimony bruce and we didn't quite make it to what the impact of being in specifically Kaiapha Fellowship, but but just being in a culture of uh, honor culture of people who are living on mission, have a mission. We actually go out and we actually make disciples. Like yes. that is a big part of yeah. our church. And like you'd be surprised, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised yeah. at how uncommon that is now. I'm not surprised. But but that that thing right there, like when you go through war with someone, mm-hmm. you get close to them. Absolutely. And when you have a common understanding with someone, common worldview, and common unselfishness, you're like, okay, I can trust you. Like yeah. here, this mm-hmm. is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Like, can you you know? And, and I that's what, what I kind of opened up uh, this show with with Aiden specifically was this like I feel like. And with you too, Bruce, but I feel like I've more specifically come to Aiden for some reason for it. Yeah. Um, but just like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm thinking. And then Aiden will just correct it because yeah. we want to speak truth into each other's mm-hmm. lives. And so, like, obviously, I know this being a part of what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going into the internship next year. So with are you. Me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're really excited. Awesome. We're going to, like, if we, if we get funded right uh, individually, we get to do full time. When you get funded, yep. Speaking into existence, <laughs> <laughs> we get to do full time missions. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and reach college students like Winning souls all the, the time, and, and it's exciting. But like one thing that like really got into my heart was uh, and just like joining this community and everything in general is is man. If I'm gonna go into this like internship where that is my job per se that is what i do like what is stopping me right now and just dedicating that's why so for people watching we're doing podcasts every tuesday and friday because we switched thursdays to make room to go down to ut and preach the gospel how's that going dude it's it's one of the most fun rewarding and wrecking things yeah. i've been a part of because every time yeah. i go down there i'm just like i i just there's something else in my heart that i'm like man i just gotta get closer to god because ut know? is crazy i mean <laughs> not just because we're a and m but like <laughs> dude i i led a spring break mission trip to austin and it was like a blessing to be able to go to their chi alpha and like to go on campus and we had like nine square have you ever played nine square yeah 
Dude, it's like it's the best game. And we had nine squares set up, like right in front of the library, and like we we had hot chocolate, we had candy, we had like everything that like a college kid would want, like nine square and like some coffee and like hot chocolate. It's like he wouldn't want to stop, and people were just like ignore you, walk right past you. Like nobody got like the bird or anything, nobody got cussed out. But I've heard stories of that happening in that at like UTSA. It's spiritual warfare. Oh yeah, uh, straight up. I'm from the area. So I'm a second generation Austinite, Ooh. and what's yeah, built that cult? Yeah, Austinite. There's Houstonian. There's Austinite. I don't know what Dallas people are called. Mm-hmm. Dallas. I'm from Austin. I didn't know we were called Austinites. <laughs> you did it? No. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Bailey's just crazy. Anyway, no, bro, or maybe Bailey is just cultured. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Firing back. Um, dude, keep it coming, Caleb. Coming. Uh, but. That that culture in Austin was built on music. So mm-hmm. the music is what created the culture, and then it brought other arts and things like that. And then, you know, with music comes drug use and weed yeah. and all of this stuff. And this really kind of opens up the, the environment to spiritual dark forces to yes. come in and affect things. And the problem with that is, like, there's really cool aspects of Austin. Like, dude, the the infrastructure of Austin is awesome because there really is no infrastructure. It's just all on the hills. There's random roads everywhere. If you know the back roads, you're, you're living right. <laughs> dude, you got a Jeep too. You're like... It's so fun. <laughs> you're sick. But, but the thing is, with anything that the enemy like puts in front of you that's like, oh, this is really good, the, it always ends up kind of destroying you in the end and so what you're seeing there is a lot of people depressed there's a lot of sad people and it's like and and for for me growing up there and my parents growing up there um and you know my grandparents living there it i just had such a burden i'm like man i need to i want to be here and be a part of change there but I, i don't know how we got on that topic but Dude, can we're, I, we're a part of a war, yeah, you know? Yeah. Can, can I add something? Yeah. So you talked about Austin being so affected by music, and you're like, that's, like, kind of a reason why it's gotten so, like, crazy. And it's like we have, a, we have like, a saying where it's like, I could, I could determine your future. Like, I could tell you your future right now. It's like I'm not mm. some fortune teller. <laughs> I'm not some, like, you could put a term there. But it's like it's three things. It's only three mm. things that you need, and it's the, the people you hang around what you think about God that's supposed to be third, but the music that you listen to wow, is so important because mm-hmm. you got to think you're, it's like subconsciously you're just like, you're just jamming out and you're, yeah, just, you're just hearing these things over and over again. Dude, I remember when Drake with, uh, I forget what his album was called, but he was like sitting on top of this huge Seattle mm-hmm. building. He's from the six. Yeah. 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 Which it's weird. Cause it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Anyway, uh, I remember when that hit top of charts, number one best-selling album of all time. Mm. For real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the time, at least. I think there's stuff way past yeah. it now because like we got Justin streams Bieber. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like, I think this was – I don't – stream was a thing then, maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I remember when that happened, I just began to think about this idea. I was like, hip-hop is – the number one genre in the world now mm-hmm. hip-hop really 
and hip hop the and then and you think about like i think it was like i don't know this the, in one week this song had 60 million streams uh, a week yeah in one week or or maybe even less time than that but i was thinking about 60 million people are hearing these words and the words similar to yeah i do it for myself i don't really care if you help like uh, and that's the anthem of their life i'm like all these people like that's what they're listening it's to. it's shaping yeah. what we're thinking and what we're doing you're yeah. driving down the street you're like yeah you know i don't really care about anybody else yeah like, it's just me <laughs> doing it for myself so that's a great point <laughs> even uh, like culture with kids movies like disney it's all um, self-identity and you're going to be uh, who you're supposed to be and not focus on anyone else and do it in your own strength. Have we talked about Frozen 2 on this show? Uh, I don't think have we have. Have you seen Frozen I, 2? Yeah. Can you explain the ending? It seems like <laughs> it's going to end with like him, them finding God. Right. Like it Wait, seems really? like, Almost. yeah. And then, and then at the, right at the very end, they're like, psych. It's all in you. Wait, what That's happens? Yeah. I, I, I have it. never seen it, but I just remember it. But a lot I of people have told it, me yeah. that, yeah. It's essentially like, so um, it's almost like she can't do it herself, and she's searching for all these answers, and um, she ends up, in a way, dying. Elsa, and sort of dying. But um, it's essentially like, oh, wait, I'm the... I think they call it like the fifth element or something or whatever. And she's like, uh, I'm the one who has all these powers and is ultimate and I can save the day. And um, in a way, uh, her sister Anna also goes through the same experience where it's like, oh, we need to right this wrong of our, um, of our ancestors and do it all ourselves. Um, what I kind of like about... Uh, like that series specifically is that you know we we have the song let it go uh, most people have heard it by now and it's like how does it go <laughs> Don't. but and that's like the whole that's like the disney or the um this culture's anthem of oh we're going to do it all ourselves we're going to mm. ignore all these things and focus on this and not care about anyone else and in the first movie, it's kind of like, oh, wait, that's not how it works. We need yeah. people. Uh, we need each other. We need fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, the second movie, they, the key uh, is they do it all themselves. It. It's all about themselves. And they end up like the end of the movie. They're still close sisters, but they're like each doing their own thing, not in fellowship with each other. Hmm. The answer is within. Yeah. Hmm. Come on, Disney. <laughs> what you doing? Bro, Disney's been pushing propaganda for a while, though. Let's admit yeah. it. We, we love Disney Dude, for I some heard, reason. I heard Soul was pretty good, though. Yeah, it I really saw, was. Wait, so you've seen it? I had like a guy at work kind of like say something weird about it. I don't know what to think. I haven't seen it, though. I don't I really mean, watch movies all that much. Movies, I think so. it's like <laughs> with Soul, obviously they're going to run into some like issues where they're trying to describe like the afterlife mm-hmm. and before yeah. and all of that. But um, in as a whole, I think the theme was uh, appreciate the uh, the life and the moments and the fellowship and the experiences, and that is essentially the um, 
the meaning of life as opposed to uh, your passions and what you feel uh, you should be doing in life. Now, if so you want cool. a photo, you already know, though. You only live once. Is that the Drake song? That's the motto. <laughs> Yo, do that. I'll start the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, original question. We, we've yeah. done so we've, many tangents. Gone, yes. Like, explain how our fellowship works and you know we we mentioned this like common common goal or objective like we're fighting a war with each other so Mm -hmm. it strengthens our relationship and then this unselfishness allows us to trust each other Mm -hmm. how has that been true in y'all's lives and how has that changed your lives and i think i want to go to aiden for this first Uh, (laughs) it's one of me i can tell you we're like trying to decide who's gonna go first like you go first you go first um how has that been true? So okay, so pull that mic up. Dude. Pull the mic up, for real, bro. Yeah, for real. It's like, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, if you want to just, uh, yeah, we'll just keep it between me and Bruce, like our fellowship. Um, so Bruce, you've got like what five guys in your small group? I have six now. He's got six. He's got six young men in his small group. It's all the Lord. Because this dude, dude is winning souls. You know what souls. I'm saying? And the Lord is winning souls. I and like I, I, I'm, if I'm being absolutely honest, I get jealous. Uh, like uh, I'll get jealous whenever I see like huge, like big small groups. You know what I'm saying? Like people are out there like getting other people in a community and stuff like that. And people may go away, but they're always like. Rip, like they can get they like they're motivated and have the ability and capacity to go to to bring somebody back into fellowship or bring somebody new into it to introduce to God. And so if like if you're asking if you're asking me like what influence our fellowship like Christian fellowship and uh and common goal has had on me, uh like Bruce and the relationship I have with Bruce, the friendship that I have, the things that I see him do, it motivates me to uh to to keep going, you know, like I've, like, I mean, there might be like two or three guys that I'm like trying to minister and disciple individually mm-hmm. because our schedules don't match up. And like, I could throw out a bunch like time excuses and stuff like that, but that's all a bunch of BS. Um, like, uh, what does BS stand for? Uh, Blue Skittles, Boy Scouts. <laughs> I was in Boy Scouts. I think it's Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's Boy, Boy Scouts. Scouts. Okay. Anyways, um, it's a bunch of Boy Scouts right there. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, Bruce, uh, at the very least, Bruce motivates me to keep, to keep fighting for souls, to keep uh, looking for every opportunity I can um, and match his, his energy, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. To um, A fully slick lad. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Aiden, Did yeah, you Aiden. just spend all that time like looking that no, I just looked it up. Oh, my gosh. Aiden's a really slick lad. No. He's a, no, not a really sick, a fully slick oh, lad. Fully oh, slick. I heard it obviously. <laughs> That's the most British thing I've heard all day, lad. Anyways, <laughs> our fellowship motivates me. Our our common goal to see to see other men come to come to Christ, um, and seeing how successful Bruce is in that. Like John, oh my gosh, John, what, what's the last name? John Nolan. John Nolan Shout is out. an amazing, amazing guy. He's a really great friend, and like. If it hadn't been for Bruce wanting to fighting for fighting for John, if it hadn't been for Bruce uh, discipling John, John's about to be a small group leader. He's going through LTC right now. He is. He's a, he's a young wow. man of God. You know what I'm saying? 
John is amazing, and he's going to be an absolute soul winner. And he would not be there. He would not be in this place, in this position, uh, if it had not been for Bruce. And our friendship, our mine and Bruce's fellowship, and the success that I've seen him had motivates me to keep going, mm. at the very least, if, you're, if we're talking about this, this, the spiritual yeah. world that's going on. Because you have come from, like, a very, I think you and I, like, besides, like, location and stuff, we come from a similar, like, mindset in high school into college and now so god's brought you far in the sense not to like dog on your past or anything like Mm. that but like brought you to a a transformative state through through fellowship through encountering him and and through this community i would call myself back then in high school and freshman sophomore year the epitome of a two-faced christian Mm. like um i would I would go to church on... Uh, Bruce is like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, said, I said, yikes. No, no, I said, I'm yikes. serious, dude. I was like, I was the golden child. And Bailey would make fun of me too. Like my sister Bailey, because she'd be like, yep. Either that or Evan. We, I would debate and say it's Evan. But anyways, um, that's my other sister. Uh, like, oh, I, so you like did everything right. To the right people. Right. Whenever the right people were looking, I was doing everything right. You're and smart I, about it. Absolutely. I was, I was, I was probably like... Um, Oh man, was it I, your, I was the worst. Was you know it your saying? chief concern to not get in trouble? Absolutely. Oh, my dad scared the my dad scared the sin out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I could tell stories about that. When he made that paddle that one night, I was like, nope. Yeah, he's never finding out anything about me. You should tell a story. You want me to tell a story? Tell it. It's honoring. I mean, okay, my dad's amazing. My, he's a man of God. And if it wasn't for my dad, cattle rancher, uh, uh, yeah, he's a farm and rancher. Okay, so my little background about me: I'm from a small town com- called Monday. They're, not Tuesday, Monday, not, Tuesday, not Sunday. It's <laughs> Monday, but it's spelled incorrectly. It's spelled with, with a U. <laughs> the best day of the week. Um, uh, so, like, my dad's a farm and rancher. Um, ranches cattle and sheep. Uh, salt of the earth man. Grew up in church and. Um, uh, like I could see, if I would wake up early to go to football practice in the morning, I would see him. I would see him at the bar reading his Bible every morning, without a doubt. I still come home and I still see that Bible open in the same place, but on a different page every time. Mm. And so he, like, he's a man of God. Anyways, so being a man of God, he does not spare the rod. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. All that good stuff. So uh, one night, my little sister and I and were sitting on the couch watching TV, and. Uh, uh, one of my other siblings barges in quickly, so love covers, I'm not gonna say who, love covers, and my dad is following closely behind them, and he's got the, the um, you're in trouble look. And I, I can't m- imitate it because like this is my dad, you know? You can't imitate your father's like you're in trouble look. Yeah. And so like Ev- Evan and I are sitting there on the couch and we're like, what's going on here? And like we just hear power drills going, power tools going on in the background. Like, oh, like my, my the other sibling went to their room and my dad went to the garage and we hear power tools, power like noises coming from the garage. He walks back in, back through the living room like five minutes later, holding the freshly made paddle and proceeded to use it use like use what he made it for um and so like from that day on i was like my dad's not finding out anything about me um that was i was like in junior high at that point so do you think that that's a a good thing what that happened like do you like because you were like my dad's not finding out anything so you you inherently wouldn't share things with him right Mm mm-hmm It taught me to respect his authority at right. the very least. It right. taught me to respect authority. 
Um, yeah, it scared me, but that's because I was in trouble. I knew I was doing wrong, so it scared me. Mm. Um, so it was like an extra like kick to be like, man, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I was... I was the good kid to the right people, and I was the average, average high school, average like student to the other students and the people that didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Um, where were we going with this? When you got here? When I got here? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tricked the you into sharing your testimony. <laughs> the transformation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> transformation. Uh, so yeah, I was living that and stereotypical story my selfishness collapsed around me uh fell into heavy depression uh suicidal thoughts like at one point at the like the pinnacle of that whole of my story of my turning point like i guess that's what you call it at my turning point like i was it was in, i was in such a state of mind and in spiritual warfare like every like literally i can like when i remember everything is in gray when i remember the when i remember mm. the stuff everything is is in black and white gray and I'm in the middle of this huge gymnasium, auditorium, speaking center, and like it feels like the walls are closing in around me. Like I'm getting tunnel vision and all this stuff, and I'm like, I gotta go outside. Um, Lord reaches out, God reaches out to me through uh, through some people, and I know it was Him because it, it was it was different people all saying the same thing. You know, um, Aiden, are you okay? Your mom's looking for you. All that stuff. And so uh, to keep the story short, uh, I end up finding my mom. And she like looks at me and she's like, no, something's wrong, isn't it? And that's just like, like everything collapses. Anyways, and but it was at that point, like I knew like my lifestyle was not good because it got me to this point. I knew alcohol wasn't going to fix it. I knew partying wasn't going to fix it. I knew drugs weren't going to fix it. The only thing that would bring me back was the Lord. And so I started getting right with God started reading through the Bible on my own, started praying again. I was even going to church by myself and I was still working. I was working at a, at a t-shirt warehouse and a bar. I was bouncing. Uh, I was bouncing mm-hmm. every night. I was working security, I guess you could say. Um, but anyways, even for those on audio, Aiden's super jacked. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Super tiny. Is, is that, is that's a sin, right? What? I think it is. <laughs> What's a sin? I think it's like Saying in the that. Bible. Right. What's a sin? Say something that's n- like not true in order <laughs> yeah, to like, it's, what is sin. that called? It's like, like puffing them up. But like Aiden, you're, you're like, stop, you've been working stop, out. Stop. Dude, you've been like army this whole time. <laughs> yeah. No, I you're going to take it. I don't want any of it. Um, anyways. And so, um, that's, Wait, isn't that why you honor so you can receive it back? Like that's the whole point. It's like you give to receive. That's not the right thing. <laughs> nope. Know. I don't know Thank you, that. Bruce. <laughs> Is that better? Thank you, Bruce. Anyways, yeah. well, you are jacked. <laughs> <laughs> you are like you, stop. Let me, tell, let me tell the story. Out. Stop. No. Let me tell the story. Um, Dang I mean, it. He was a bouncer. Jack. No, <laughs> it was just security. Secu- it was just security. Just a security bouncer officer. Was <laughs> Anyways, so that was like summer between my freshman and sophomore year. Um, I come back and I'm, you know, I'm still doing this all on my own. Um, let's see, going to breakaway by myself, trying to invite my roommates and, um, and going to church alone, even if I was hungover. Um, and then I was like, I finally realized, I like, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need help. I need some guys to show me that I can do this. Like, I need, like, Lord, show me that I, like, you can live a Christian life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? 
And a couple weeks later, it's like November of my sophomore year. So it's like two years ago. Um, on my way to Q drop a class and completely out of my schedule, wasn't supposed to be there at this time. And I run into my, my soon to be small group leader at the time, uh, Jacob Trim. And he gets like, I have my headphones in. he gets in my way and he's like, Hey, you want to hear the verse of the day? Sure. I got nothing. Sure. I got nothing better to do. And so we had, we ended up having a good conversation. He like gives me this look and he's like, you should come to Kai Alpha tonight. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if I can show up late, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And he's like, yeah, dude, just come. And like, uh, so like I leave my class early and walk through the rain and still show up and I find Jacob and he's like, dude, you actually came. I was like, yeah, I told you I would. People usually don't. People spoilers. usually don't come when you invite them. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So, um, that's like from there, like I started having, um, men that love the Lord, men that love God, men that love Jesus, showing me how to live a good life, showing me how to walk with God and, uh, and encouraging me to bring others into that. Hmm. That's my story. And now here we are. Roasted. Boom. But yeah. Like looking at Caleb. Do we have any questions and comments? No. Um, well, we have a few, uh, comments. Let's see. Uh, um, Brandon said that, yes, uh, you are right about, Brandon! you are right about um, the light when, um, when a child is conceived. Yes. Um, was that Brandon Newton? Uh, yes. Uh, he also yeah, said that children, chur- children's church is the best. Absolutely. Um, bro, we were roasting Brandon before this because <laughs> we were no, no, we weren't roasting him, but we were, we were like, he's like, bruh, I never watched that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, he's like, I never watched that. We're like, that. you're I'm- not going to watch it even when it's your own roommates? Wow. He's like, nope. <laughs> so that's why, to just give explanation, that's why we just freaked out. We love him. He was commenting. He's a man of God. Um, we have someone named Hunter, Hunters and Gatherers. Hunter oh, Laura. Yeah. Hunter Laura. I uh, I tune in and hear Bruce talking about being a grown man. Absolutely. And you know, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I love Hunter. Brenda Parkman, which I'm assuming That's is my mom. your mom, um, <laughs> said, "Praise God for the fellowship of my son uh, that my son has found with such great men of God." Absolutely. Wow. And Brandon that says that people from Dallas are called Dallasites. Dallas. No way. <laughs> Dallasites. Are you sure? So that, like, well, that's what he said. I don't know if it's true right. or not. Sounds no like a way. condition or Brandon something. Brandon doesn't know. Sounds like a like disease. <laughs> well, I guess he was at SMU, right? Yes. So Brandon, maybe he Brandon Newton does. There's another group of Kyle for people that are going that are going to SMU to basically do the same thing that you're doing with Kai Alpha at UT. Right. No, so awesome. Brandon Newton is another man of God. Dallasites or Dallastonians? Dallastonians. <laughs> You actually Googled it? Yeah, That's hilarious. I mean, if you, if, uh, Monday, people from Monday would be called mundane. It doesn't give me mundane. Yeah, so like we're retarded. Mundane. mundane. <laughs> it's like mundane is yeah. like in that word. I think yeah, it's yeah, Dallasite. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. Awesome. That sounds bad. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Bailey, what about you? I don't know. Like we, we talked a lot about ourselves, but it's yeah. like your podcast. How has, how has fellowship in Chi Alpha changed your life? Cause you weren't always with Chi Alpha, Mm-mm. like you were, you were like kind of everywhere, dude. Reverse but it was like vault. you came <laughs> here, and it's like the Lord and 
you're going to be an intern. And you have been around other amazing communities. Yeah. Like, you, mm-hmm. like dude, you've been blessed with some great communities. Yeah. Well, I just want to say real quick that I don't think I've ever seen um, the spotlight turned on Bailey like this. Yes. <laughs> like, they're just kind of... Uh, ganging up against him. <laughs> Bump up. Well, like, we've never done a two-person. I podcast. guess because Bailey's our brother. You know. I mean, he gets some. He gets some there's not too. many that can overcome the uh, host power of Bailey <laughs> alone. But when you get two, you got a combo. You got a combo now. <laughs> they it just pop up. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I'm. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Um, yeah, y'all are putting me on the spot. It feels good. It feels good. <laughs> Praise God. I have been in practice, though. I've been guesting on some podcasts lately. Um, <laughs> well, I, little, little, uh, little, uh, little pride in there. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, I have, like, I just want to probably start with just what I've been learning lately is, like, man, you don't need God plus something. Like, when it really comes down to it, it's not fellowship that is going to, like, really satisfy you. It's It can help you, like, push. Like, if it's not helping you get closer to the Lord, it's not worth anything. And, like, that's what fellowship. It has to have a, there has to be a means. Like, fellowship is a means to get to God Yes. more, you know, and to push other people to God and grow closer to God. So God has to be the ultimate goal if god is not the ultimate goal fellowship is the ultimate goal it will fail you and uh just like lately just realizing like man like god is ultimate god is so good and he's made these incredible promises Mm -hmm. to humanity and he's revealed himself through the person of jesus Mm -hmm. he made the ultimate sacrifice so that we may be able to have relationship with him amen and we may be able to live forever together in fellowship, in community with God Amen. and each other. Yeah. And, uh, man, that is something that our community just exemplifies, is this eternal perspective, mm-hmm. this idea that we are, we're going to honor each other. Absolutely. Because, dude, we're going to know each other forever. It's mm-hmm. not just like in this season of college, like, you know, uh, Aiden's going to move away fairly soon. Lord willing. You know, yeah. uh, to do uh, chiropractic school. God bless me and like, or God bless that I get to be with Bruce in the internship. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of a diss towards Aiden a little bit. It's like, all but, right, you know, Aiden's gone. The point is, <laughs> the, the point is, we go in separate directions, right? Yeah. We're all, uh, we're, we're, you know, what, what was it called? Gathered for a season, scattered for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And we have a friend that would disagree, but anyways. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Whatever. But go on. Gathered all the time. In, in spirit, I guess. But if you're, you're, you're going to be in different locations yeah. and people at some time in your life. If Praise the Lord if you can stay all together forever. Yeah. But uh, the idea is to, to preach the gospel to all the nations. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to go to the nations. Yeah. We want to invite people into what we have and create more family. Um, but yeah, so what, what was the question? Like, how was Chi like, Alpha? Yeah, how has fellowship in Chi Alpha... Yeah, why did you choose Chi Alpha over like I mean A and M has a ton of like amazing Christian Satur- organizations saturated yeah. with ministries and it's like such a blessing, but it's like how'd you end up with yeah. us? Like we're like it's like a blessing because mm-hmm. you're like awesome and the best, but it's like how'd that happen? Yeah, well, it's kind of an uncommon thing because like most of the people I see in like come that we bring in are like younger mm-hmm. Christians 
and it's not very dude i'm by the way i'm so glad my boy jarden showed up to kai alpha the he other did, day did, yeah you, you, yeah. you met yeah, jarden Jordan. jarden's legit he seems awesome dude um but i was saved and actively involved in a fellowship before i joined um kai alpha i was actually involved in antioch mm-hmm. ministries um and that changed my life yeah uh being with those people specifically a man named arthur johnson and andrew bonham both those two guys completely transformed my understanding of who god is and what love can be from like a fellow brother mm-hmm. and like what true friendship and relationship could be like um but i didn't choose to come to chi alpha like or come to mount valley <laughs> i didn't really? choose it yeah so one day uh I actually, so I used to do an internship at the Stella Hotel. I was producing a podcast for them. COVID messed all that up, but I did it for several semesters. Wow. And I didn't have any context of any of you guys or really anything like that. Um, And D-Bar. Because they were working there. And Cole both worked there. And they would see me go in with all this equipment. I was just like, I stole in because, I don't know, not a lot of the, the workers knew me there, but I was supposed to be there. And I was just like, I was just going in with equipment. So like, oh, this guy must be. I did have a few times where they like stopped me, or or whatever. But ended up meeting uh, David Barrera, and man of God, and was just asking him what he was reading. I was glad that he was a Christian because like I just walked up to him to ask him what he was reading and talk to him about Jesus. And he's like, yeah, Jesus. And it was really cool. It's so refreshing to like meet someone that's like, oh, you have the love of God. Had, didn't ever talk to him really again after that. He hits me up and he's like, "Hey man, like you remember me? We met at the Stella. Uh, I'm I'm becoming a missionary. Uh, I want to. Uh, I'm support raising. I was curious if you'd want to maybe support me, and we should meet up for coffee. I was like, cool. Let's meet up for coffee. So we met up for coffee at Sweet Eugene's and we were talking. And it was just an awesome conversation." Happens, Juan Estrada Juan, was, yeah, yes. was in the corner. Me and him met in an accounting class when I was a business major, like Dude, way back small when. Small world. Shout out Juan. We never really Man became God. friends either. We never really became friends, but he was there with us. Uh, but he, it wasn't planned. And then D-Bar was like, you should probably just, uh, he was like, would you want to like come to a small group with me? And it was at Josh's. I was like, Sure, why not? <laughs> and because um, at the time with COVID and everything, we weren't having life group at Antioch. Mm-hmm. And David brings me over there. And it was I was like so excited to have conversation and talk about the Lord with people in a small group. But we were watching the Chi Alpha like Wednesday night yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah. And so I was like a little disappointed at first because I was like, oh, we're not in person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's another podcast. I know. Dang it. But when I was watching it, like literally five minutes in, I'm like, I see Eli. Remember, I have no context of who this mm-hmm. person is. Like, yeah. And I, I don't think of anybody different than myself. Like, And I obviously, I didn't have any like, I didn't know he's a pastor. I didn't really know. I didn't know what it was because I was like, Chi Alpha, Mount Valley, what's the difference? What mm-hmm. are the, t-? like, I just... I thought it was like some church that they watched or whatever. And I was like, just within a few moments of seeing him, I was like, I need to talk to that guy. It was just something about the spirit 
that he carried and the truth. And that's something I was really looking for at the time. I was like, we're living in a time of deception. Yeah. I want to be around people that are obedient to the truth, that are seeking truth. Like what is real? What is not real? And uh, just, and then went to Mountain Valley, got invited to Mountain Valley that Sunday. And before I even walked in the building, the Lord was like, this is your new home. I was like, and I wasn't like fighting it either. I was like, are you serious? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and just like walked in and then I met you guys and the Lord was like, see, this is where you belong. Mm. And <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And then I stayed. Dude, <laughs> so, Dude I remember the first time I met you, it was like, we talked for like three or four hours. It started like at oh, nine right. or 10 and it ended like at like one or two in the morning. And it was mm. just like, I was like, not gonna lie, I was pretty tired, but like in my mind, I was like, this guy, he's kind of like a Cinderella man. Like he's just like, seems like he, he puts his whole heart into something until he figures it out and he gets really good at it and mm-hmm. he goes on to something else. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it. Mm-hmm. He has like, like a lot of talents. And I was, in my mind, I was like, and then you were saying all this stuff with Antioch and I was still kind of with them. And I was like, Lord Jesus, would you please just... <laughs> somehow did so, you pray that i prayed that i was like <laughs> i didn't know that i was like what the heck was you just work work something <laughs> that was really cool that the lord spoke to you yeah, that was before yeah, though yeah yeah, yeah we met before i even showed up to yeah to mount valley so yeah thank you jesus dude thank you dude thank you bruce for praying that because prayers work like Amen. that is something yeah. that like you know can't we, believe that that in the church we have decided that we don't need to tell people about the gospel, which is the whole point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe we've stopped praying. Yeah, like, and we don't believe we don't believe that it works. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's awesome. We were talking about eschatology, weren't we? Yes. What? <laughs> I, my mind was just oh. like, you were talking a lot of it because my mind was just like, Lord, is this guy like? What is he saying? I, I kind of wanted to see what you guys believe too. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we were talking about end times, like <laughs> FAI <laughs> ministries. But it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Well, that's, that's the answer to my question. Now y'all, y'all are the hosts now. So no. <laughs> it's just still crazy curious with Bailey Mullins. Amen. Dude, well, this, this has been fun. It, it wasn't what I expected, but hold on one thing. <laughs> it's crazy. Hold on. Yeah. My little, my little brother messaged me and okay. I just wanted to get him a shout out. Shout yeah. out John. How you doing, buddy? Love you. Okay. What did he say? He said, he messaged me like an hour ago. He said, um, I'm the proudest younger brother. Oh. On Facebook Messenger. <laughs> okay. Um, correction. <laughs> we need we need all of our ministries to be on here. Like anybody that loves us and be like, fact check. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because yeah. I was yeah. like, I heard this. I don't know if this is really true. And Brandon's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, praise God. Pull Thank it you, up, Lord. young Come Jamie. <laughs> Young Caleb. Mm-hmm. Young Caleb's like pushing a thousand buttons. Like, look this up too. Like, yeah. do this. <laughs> I guess you could see all that. I have to like turn that head and look. You want to you wanna do the wrap up? So we have a new segment at the end where Caleb is going to recap everything we talked oh, about. Oh, good luck. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, tough it job. Like two hours worth <laughs> of info. Well, um, it doesn't even feel like it was that long, but I know it's been pretty, yeah, it's been pretty long. Yeah. It's, uh, one hour and 53 minutes. Good stuff. Um, so I feel like I haven't even heard (laughs) enough about you guys yet. Like the world needs to to hear. Okay. 
I'm serious. So far, we we may continue. We may continue. So stay tuned. Some other time. Well, we definitely can do that as well. But um, like, get me out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that what's been so apparent through all of what we've talked about is our selfishness and our brokenness and how much we need God yes. and fellowship. So whether it's an abortion or in other whatever kind of selfishness, broken sin that we are experiencing, that we are living in, it shows our depravity and it is ultimately because of selfishness. Mm. We're saying, I know it's best, God doesn't. Mm. I know it's best, these Christians don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need other people and the pro- the sad thing is that culture really is affirming that. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about with Disney movies and rap and all of these other things, they're affirming, I can do it all myself and I don't need anyone else. Mm-hmm. But um, some I've been reading uh, C.S. Lewis. Um, Man of God. Which one? He's My awesome. favorite author. I read uh, The Great Divorce, yes. uh, Screwtape Letters, and I'm now working on Mere Christianity. I'm jealous. Dude, classics. <laughs> But um, in one of the things that the great divorce says is you can't you can't take any of heaven into hell mm-hmm. and you can't take any of hell into heaven. Absolutely. And so we can't cling to our brokenness, our selfishness, our pride, Mm-mm. all of that stuff if we want to go forward in the kingdom of God right here or in heaven or um, in the second coming, either one or all three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so through that, what we need to do is give it to God. We need to rely on him and rely on the people that God has put around us. Yes. And that is what fellowship is. Mm-hmm. Both fellowship with God and fellowship with those God has given us. We need each other to, um, to be encouraged and to be challenged and to walk forward towards Christ together. Because the world is broken and it is hard to do it by ourselves. Mm. Disney and culture might say we can, but look at the world right now. Yeah. It's not working. (laughs) Newsflash. And so that is kind of a wrap up of what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Our brokenness Mm -hmm. and our need for Jesus and our need for each other. And how fellowship helps us. Yes. Mm. Dude, good job, Caleb. I'm like, nice. that was he was that really was like paying attention. Really good job, dude. <laughs> Color me impressed. He's a beast. He's an author. You're really? an author. You're an author. A soon to be <laughs> author. I it, do yep. you become an author once you publish, or do you become an author once you wrote a book? Uh, I don't know, but either way, I've written a book. Um, actually, my uh, during this, um, my editor sent me back the final draft of Yo! my book. Whoa. So I'm very excited. Congratulations, uh, man pretty much finished the proposal i'm gonna send that to her um and she'll look over it but then i will send in a proposal to an indie publishing company and uh go from there in terms of getting my book published so what is the title of this book what should we be looking out for uh it is called downfall um by caleb ward (laughs) wow um so that's an author name right there (laughs) caleb ward that's true what's your middle name isaac isaac Isaac. c.i ward (laughs) you got biblical names yeah. Nice. Um, and so I'll, if you guys are interested, uh, stay tuned. I'll be talking about it on the podcast some. Um, but I uh, recently just got my domain name, which I fe- 
uh, think is very cool. I, it makes me feel very official. <laughs> so if you want to look up CalebWardAuthor.com, you're welcome to check out um, what I've got so far, and I'll let you guys know when my book is coming out. Nice, dude. He also writes short stories yes. that we have some on our website and on your website, yes. Caleb Ward. Uh, CalebWardAuthor.com. Yes. Uh, cool. You don't even know his website, do you? <laughs> we'll be getting some, I care. I care. both okay. some short stories <laughs> that I've written and then um, some blog posts that Bailey and Max, who was filling in for me um, on the uh, in the producer seat over the past couple episodes, yeah. uh, the three of us are kind of posting on that blog. So we'd love it if you can check it out. It is CreativeCuriousPodcast.com, right? CreativeCurious.com. Oh, okay, yeah. CreativeCurious.com. And we'll link we'll link Caleb's website on there as well. Yeah. So we'll have it all for you guys. I know you have something to say, Bruce. You have something to say. It's like, it's like ended out or something? Is it all on me? <laughs> I mean, it's not all on you, but you got fellowship here to help you out. Glory. <laughs> we I didn't just, really talk about spiritual warfare that's too true. much. But it is like so on my heart right now. And it's like we are in a war. And I think people just, they don't see it. Mm-hmm. And mm. it is it is more realer than like. More realer. That's a word. It's <laughs> a word that I came up it's with. It's more right realer now. than that word. It's more real. <laughs> it's more <laughs> realer than that word. Amen. Then like what is in front of you? Absolutely. It's like there is actually like principalities there's angels there's demons there's like that stuff actually does exist it's yeah. not just a fairy tale it's not just a movie or whatever you've seen it's like there is actually a war going on about your attention your your thoughts mm-hmm. i believe that like there is and it's serious like it, it is a real deal and yeah so how do we how do we respond to that like how do we like I mean, obviously by like listening to conversations like this, having conversations with people, like honest, real conversations with people mm-hmm. in fellowship. because um, like that's like what we want to do here is like get people thinking about these things. Like yeah. and so what is a good way to like think about spiritual warfare in a healthy way and to realize like kind of all the topics that we've talked about are all intertwined with the enemy right Mm -hmm. trying to lie to us and distort the truth and like caleb was talking about he's reading screw tape letters it's like yeah it's a really great book i just i'm like halfway through it right now and it's kind of funny that you're reading it too (laughs) one Uh, of the only books that i've annotated and uh put like bookmarks in that i want to remember things yeah and it's basically like a like an uncle angel or You're uncle, demon. Uncle, yeah, yeah. uncle, I'm, it, they got me. Uncle demon to a to a nephew demon, like a senior to a junior demon, telling him like, hey, how this is how you manipulate humans, and, and all of these things. Um, but yeah, so like, how how do we go about realizing that this is real? Fight against it, and not like, because I think a lot of times we take it as our own. You you just cling to Jesus. No. Mm-hmm. the most you can like cling like it's all you could do to like survive and then also have a devotional life if you're not yeah. reading like you're gonna die spiritually and then in the end like you're gonna die um 
in in hell like you're you're not going to be walking with god yeah if you if you really are not reading if you're not really seeking god like mm. that's that's the end all be all like that's that's it yeah. and yeah like and fellowship, fellowship should be encouraging us to yes yeah. pushing you to pursue that relationship and draw close to you I think I broke my mic. <laughs> Dude, people have had problems with that before. Is it, is you, just you just have to get the fulcrum right, you know? It's it's going down. It's still. physics. Lift it up more. Anyway, uh, any last words, Aiden? Um, Shout out to your girlfriend. Jamal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to out your Jamie. mama. Shout out mama. <laughs> Shout out dad. Shout out Bailey. Evan. John. All of our fellowship. Uh, but anyways... Um, yeah, get a hold of God, get a hold of godly fellowship. Um, we're all being led to one end of eternity or the other. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's real, there's real re- reality. Like, like yes. it, it sounds yeah. so ridiculous, but there's some, there's things that are real and true and there's things that are false and fake. Yes. You know, and when we, and our, our worldviews have to be coherent with what we believe like what we believe has to be coherent with what we actually do like what we say we believe and what we actually do and how we live have to meet up because if if you want to live in a lie that's go ahead the content we know the consequence of lies you know Mm -hmm. um but anyways thank you guys for coming on the podcast thank you caleb for giving us that nice wrap up (laughs) go caleb's back by the way thank you jesus Every Tuesday and Friday, we go on around five most of the time. From from five to six, usually somewhere in there that we will be on. So we switched the day from Tuesday to Thursday to Tuesdays and Fridays. If you are listening on the audio, come subscribe over on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, um, you you can listen to the audio too. So we're available on all platforms. But thank you guys for watching, and we will see you guys on Tuesday. God bless. Praise God. Praise God.